All right, let's go to Hebrews chapter 5. Hebrews 5, we'll read from verse 12. It says, For when for the time you ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God, and are become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. For everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But strong meat belongs to them that are of full age, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Chapter 6 verse 1. Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on unto perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works, of faith towards God, of doctrine, of baptisms, of laying on of hands, of resurrection of the dead, and of eternal judgment, and this will we do if God permit. Hallelujah. Amen. So, we've been looking at this scripture maybe from the beginning of July last year. And we've seen, we've seen and we are sure that it is the will of God that every single believer be involved in learning and teaching these foundational doctrines. We've seen Hebrews 5 verse 12 calls it the original letters of the alphabet of God's word or the original ABCDs of God's word. Hallelujah. So this, this is the beginning, the elementary letters. That's why God says everybody is supposed to learn and teach this. To teach ABCD, you don't need a PhD. You don't need to be a rocket scientist. All you need to do is know ABCD and that qualifies you to teach ABCD. Hallelujah. And we also saw in chapter 6 verse 1, this is called the original teachings of Jesus Christ. So, if somebody asks you, what did Jesus teach? He taught these things. These seven foundational doctrines. He taught on repentance from dead works, faith towards God, of baptisms, of doctrine, of laying on of hands, resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgment. You see the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. You will see Jesus teaching these things. <clears throat> he taught the people these things. Hallelujah. And this is the original discipleship program started by Jesus himself. And... Uh, Let's go to Matthew chapter 28. Let's read verse 18. <clears throat> Matthew 28. Verse 18 onward says, And Jesus came and spoke unto them, saying, All power is given to me in heaven and earth. So now you go, therefore, teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things, whatever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Jesus is speaking here. In verse 19, he says, Go therefore, make, uh, teach all nations. Some translation says, make disciples. What does the Tamil Bible say, brother? Shishya. Yeah. It says, make disciples. See, that is the commandment of Jesus. Not just simply win people, convert people. No. They are of no use. Yes, they will go to heaven. But what use are they on the earth for the kingdom of God? 
That's why he said, go make disciple. That means every believer is supposed to be, first of all, a disciple. And how do you make disciple? Teaching them. What did he say to teach? Teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. Not anything else. What do you teach the disciples? What Jesus taught. Hallelujah. That's the first thing. So, see, Jesus before he left, he said, I have many things to teach you. But you are not ready. But when the Holy Spirit comes, he will teach you. So that means what was Jesus doing those three and a half years? He made 12 disciples. And he had so many other people. He had so many disciples, but mainly he made 12 disciples. And those 12 disciples made further disciples. Are you seeing that? And every person is supposed to be a disciple and make more disciples. That's the will of God for each one of us. So basically, if you look, this is the discipleship program of Jesus. Started by Jesus himself and is supposed to be followed by every believer. And this is called the milk of God's word. Foundation. Yes, there are more truths. But it, it, you will understand it only after you make the decision to be a disciple. When you become a disciple, you understand these foundational doctrines. So what are we doing here? All of you are being a disciple of Jesus. That's why you are first of all disciplining yourself to be here. And when you submit to being a disciple of Jesus, you are growing yourself to a position where you can now eat meat of God's word. See, some of the things that Pastor Michael teaches on, Sun, on Wednesdays, it is meat. Not every people can understand that. Not many people can, go, can, can realize what is, what is being taught. That's why, if you see, Wednesday attendance is very low. Wednesday attendance is low because sometimes people just sit and it just goes above their head. Why? Because their foundations are not strong. A child drinks milk the first six months. And after that, they slowly qualify to eat a semi-solid food. And then finally, they reach a stage where they, drink, where they eat meat. They, you can't give meat to a newborn baby. No. So every believer has to be taught. Every believer has to grow spiritually. When somebody is born again, they are born again as a spiritual baby. It does not mean their spirit is like a baby. No. Their spirit is exactly like Jesus. But their understanding about spiritual things is like a baby. So many of the spiritual things, it, they will not easily understand. So they have to slowly start with milk, food, and then slowly go up. Slowly, slowly, slowly. They'll have other things. They'll start eating meat. For example, my, 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 uh, my son, when he was three years old, he wanted to know how a car works. I can explain everything to him. But will he understand? No. He will slowly, slowly, he will have a lot of questions. But as he grows, understanding the basic concepts of science, physics, mechanics, then he will understand the other things later. Same way, believers, when they are born again, their understanding of spiritual things is like a baby. So you have to start from the basics. Teach. They will have hundreds of questions. Just like children ask so many questions, sometimes you get irritated. Why are you asking so many questions, Appa? Just keep quiet. We'll tell you, you are not old enough to learn. You ask them questions, you, I mean, you tell these things to them like, like that, right? Same way, believers, when they are born again, they will have questions. But just like a child, they have to grow up now. They have to grow up. 
they have to start with the basics, foundation, and then they will come to a stage where they can take meat of God's word. If you observe a child, when the first time they eat meat, you will see a difference in their face. Oh, this is nice. This is nice. What, where was this? Where did you keep all these, all these time? Where, I mean, why didn't you give me these things? And they will go for more. Yes or no? If you observe children, the, the first time you give them meat, after a certain age, they're like, it's like a big revelation for them. Same way for believers, as they grow up, when they start understanding the bigger things, the meat of God's word, they'll be like, wow, this is good. But why are they able to do that? Because they have a good foundation. Many churches, people just want instant solutions. They want microwave solutions. Sometimes you are, we are impatient with microwave also. You put it, put for one minute. Arre, microwave, one minute, I have to wait now. They think like that. But like before microwave, you have to take it out, put it on the stove, heat it nicely. No problem with that. Now everybody wants instant solutions. Instant solutions. So people want instant miracles. So they come to church for that. But when we tell them, hello, come, sit, we will teach. They don't want. They don't want to sit. They want instant things. And it will not work like that. As long as you are constantly dependent on instant things, you constantly remain a baby. You constantly remain a baby. Meanwhile, people who grow up, you go to the gym, what do you do? You First day you see all the things, you want to take all the big weights. No, it won't work out like that. What will happen? You try taking the big weights, you will hurt your back, you will come back, that's the end of the story. You will not go to gym again. Right. So, first day you take the small weight, 1 kg. It might look very humiliating. So, but you start with the 1 kg. But the best thing is, you will never remain with 1 kg. You will keep growing. That 1 kg will become 5 kg. That 5 kg will become 10 kg. That 10 will become 20. What is happening? Your capacity to handle more weight increases. Same way spiritual things. The more you submit to the word, to the teachings of the word, your capacity to handle the pressures from the world increases. When you first come, everything, pastor pray, pastor pray. But as you understand the scripture, as your foundation becomes strong, you will say, pastor, I'll deal with it. You taught me the word. You taught me the word, now I will deal with it. I will give you my testimony. See, that, who is that? That person has grown up to become a mature person. That's why Hebrews 5, it says, But strong meat belongs to them who are of full age. That means mature. Full age means mature. Who by, how? By reason of use. That means by practicing. By practice, reason of use. That is practicing. Their senses have become exercised to discern good and evil. Uh, this is from God. This is, this is good. This is not from God. This is just simply acting. This is fake. You can recognize it. What is right? What is wrong? How? By using it again. The foundations that you are learning, as you apply, as you practice it every day, you become strong. One day you will find yourself lifting 70 kgs, more than your body weight. I mean, you are like, wow, I've come. I've come a long way. First day was very embarrassing with 1 kg. I could not even lift the bar. But now I am lifting more than my body weight. See, that's, that's growth. That's how spiritual things are. That's why we are spending time here. 
So we've been looking at these seven foundational doctrines and we'll, we've been looking at resurrection. Resurrection from the dead. So we understood resurrection means a raising up back to life. Raising up back to life. And it is resurrection from the dead. So we saw that there are three types of death. The first death that came to man is spiritual death. Where your spirit is separated from the life of God. That's the first death that came to Adam. And then second death is physical death. Where your spirit leaves your body. You can be born again or not born again. But one day your spirit will leave your body. So if you are not born again, your spirit is already dead. Now what is happening to it? That spirit is now separated from the body. But now he is eternally separated from God in hell. That is eternal death. So, if you look at the order in which the death came to mankind through Adam, the first death that came is spiritual death, second physical death, and then eternal death to all mankind through Adam. So, every person born from Adam is born with that nature. So, Jesus came, he became, the Bible calls him the last Adam. That means whatever happened to Adam is now happening to him. So on the cross, Jesus became sin. He was sinless. He was the word that became flesh, came from God. His spirit was connected to God. So on the cross, he died spiritually. That means when he became sin, his spirit was separated from God. And then what happened? Physical death came. Now what happened to his spirit? He, that spirit, when it was separated from his body, where did it go? To hell. And he experienced eternal death. So the same thing that happened to Adam now happened to Jesus. Are you understanding this? So what happened? First spiritual death, physical death, eternal death. He entered hell legally. But not because of his own sin. He didn't commit any sin. It was our sin on him. So because of that, death could not hold him. So first what? And when the full price of sin was paid... First, the Holy Spirit came, reconnected his spirit back to God. He became spiritually alive. That means he won victory over spiritual death first. And then his spirit came back into his body. Then victory over physical death. And then what happened at the right hand of God the Father? Victory over eternal death. What did he do with it? He gave it to us. And how do we qualify? By believing. We believe in our heart and declare it with our mouth. Or we escape from these three deaths. Bible says, death, where is your sting? That means for a believer, you, you die when you choose. The right death for a believer is, you finish your work, then you say, I have finished my course. I am not afraid of death. But I finished the work God gave me, so now it is time for me to go. You just believe and you go. The other people, death is a torment. People are afraid of death. People, there is fear of death. Bible says, fear is not from God. Fear is not from God. Fear causes torment. So many people who are going through depression, they are like, what is happening to you? These thoughts come. They put fear. Fearful thoughts. And then what happens? It is tormenting. Yes or no? Most of us have gone through this. When those depressive thoughts come, it is tormenting you. You can't sleep. It, it, your body is affected. Sometimes panic attack comes. You can't breathe. 
think why thinking of all those things thinking about the future thinking about what happened fear so for a believer there is no more fear of death why because death is defeated for you death is just a promotion are death people scare you with death i'll kill you you'll say it is just a promotion for me if i leave this body if i leave this body i am i am with my eternal father what you do with my body is your problem yes or no after a person dies is he is, does he care about his body huh does he even wear the clothes that he like what other people put on him that is what is put on the body right yes or no he has no control over the body he said that is now now my body is your problem yes or no that dead body is now everybody else's problem it is not his problem death is just a promotion for believer i i leave the body the body you take care of it i am not bothered about it at the moment you leave the body you're with your father in heaven Amen. to be absent from the body is present with the lord Amen. see that's the best part death is is not a problem for a believer the moment you leave ah no more tension husband problem wife problem children problem all god i am with jesus amen it's a promotion finance problem health problem what that body now it is your problem <laughs> other people have to deal with it if you don't want to bury it you leave it there it now who it will think for whom is the problem it is not a problem for me anymore i left my body my body is on the earth it is somebody else's problem now yes or no you are not bothered about it you are not bothered about it are you understanding so death has lost its victory for a believer you don't have to be afraid of death death is defeated death is defeated forever forever death is defeated amen we have and jesus won the victory and gave it to us you just believe that's why it says death where is your sting where is your sting it cannot sting us anymore there is no more fear of death see fear can sting you sting means causes pain yes or no when you're thinking about the future oh what will people say what are they going to say what is my family going to say what are my neighbors going to say these thoughts are coming and what is it doing stinging you stinging you that means poking sting means when a bee pokes yes or no it is poking you like somebody is putting a knife through you sometimes death is fearful for unbelievers not sometimes for unbelievers death is very fearful they are afraid to die for believers it is a joy so what is the worst thing the devil can do to you kill you that's a promotion for you it's a promotion for you you don't have to worry about your bp you know worry about uh, uh, diabetes sugar no worry worry about eating oily food no nothing it's a promotion you're in heaven with jesus forever are you understanding this why because jesus is resurrected if christ was not resurrected from the dead there is no victory over death we will still be in our sin that means we will still be tormented by the fear of death no more fear of death for us because jesus is resurrected that's why the resurrection of christ is the cornerstone the main foundation stone of christianity if he resurrected means he won victory over sin victory over death victory over the devil 
Bible says, For this reason the Son of God was manifested that he would destroy the works of the devil. He came, he destroyed the works of the devil. Devil is defeated. No more a problem for us. But he's like a liar. Somebody, uh, have you heard of these bandits? These, um, how do you call it? In Hindi you call Daku. In villages they'll, they'll be hiding there. They'll come, they'll raid, they'll steal from people. They put fear. Their main weapon is fear. Fear. They use fear. They are like, the devil is like that. He doesn't have any power. But you'll come, oh, and people are afraid. Try to put fear in believers. So people become afraid. Any person you take, their biggest fear is death. Why? Because they don't know what will happen. They don't know what will happen. For a believer, we know what will happen. So we are not afraid of death. We are not afraid of death. So we were looking at what is going to happen after you die. One thing we know, based on scripture, it says, the moment you leave, your born again spirit leaves your body, it will be in heaven with Jesus. It's in heaven with Jesus. But one day, Jesus is coming back. Not to the earth, he will come, that is later. He's coming back in the cloud. In 1 Thessalonians, we saw, there will be a shout of an archangel. And then there will be a trumpet. And then Jesus is coming with the spirits of all the born again people who died. Where are their spirits? With Jesus in heaven. So one day he is coming with them in the clouds. And then we saw that their bodies which are on the earth is going to be resurrected again. Their bodies are going to be resurrected again. And we understood it's a special kind of body. Bible says flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Flesh and blood. Where is the flesh from? From the earth. Yes or no? The flesh is of the earth. And what happened to the earth? What did Jesus do? What did God do when Adam sinned? Curse the earth. So this body, this flesh is under the curse. The sin nature is in this flesh. So this flesh cannot go to heaven. This flesh cannot go to heaven. So what is happening? It will be transformed. It's going to be a different body. A special resurrected body. We saw, let's look at some scriptures. Let's just review what we saw last week. First Thessalonians 4. Verse 13 to 17, we'll read. It says, But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that you sorrow not as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. Look at that. That means all those people who are believers who died, Jesus is going to bring with him. Then it says, For this we say to you by the word of the Lord. What does Tamil Bible say, brother? Uh, verse um, 15. Uh, so, whose word? That is God's word. 
So what he is saying is now God's word. Listen, listen, listen. This is what God said. Then and remain. We are not going to stop the people who are dead. Their bodies. It says, for the Lord Himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, with the trumpet of God. The dead in Christ will rise first. Their bodies will be raised up. Bodies will be raised up. And then we which are alive and remain, we will be caught up together with them. And we saw in, um, let me get that scripture for you. Oops. First Corinthians chapter 15. Yeah. It says, we have borne the image of the earthy. So right now the image that we have is of the earth. This body is from the earth. And it says, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly. That means another image is coming now. Another body is coming, which is heavenly body. It says, now this I say, flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Neither does corruption inherit incorruption. This body is corrupt, corruptible, corruptible. That's why we age. That's why diseases can come in. Sickness come in. It's a corruptible body. The new body that we are going to get is an incorruptible body. Say 52, 52, 51 says, Behold, I show you a mystery. We will not all sleep, but we will all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, the trumpet shall sound, the dead shall be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. Look at that. The dead in Christ, the believers, their bodies will be raised as an incorruptible body. And we who are having this corruptible, we, if we are alive at that time, we have this corruptible body, this body will be changed. In the twinkling of an eye, this body will be changed. And what kind of body is it going to be? We saw in Luke, in the book of Luke, yeah, My notes have all gotten mixed up. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. Uh. Yeah. Just read that, brother. Marumayum, Maritor, Lerum, just like angels. What kind of body are we going to have? Just like angels. Look at that. It, who said it? Jesus said it. Luke 20, 27 to uh, 38. He also said that in Matthew 22, verse 29 to 32, if you read. Matthew 22, verse 29 to 32. And Mark chapter 12, verse 24 to 27. The same thing he said. Matthew 22, verses 29 to 32. 
Verse 30, he said, For in resurrection they neither marry nor are given in mar marriage, but are as the angels of God. Our bodies will be an the body like angels. It's an angelic body. That means in the twinkling of an eye we can be here and we can be somewhere else. We travel at the speed of light. We can go through walls. They're not going to stop us. In John 20, you saw Jesus says, the doors were locked, but Jesus came in. And it can be touched also. Jesus said, touch me. He told Thomas, touch me. Are you seeing this? In 21, you see Jesus eating food. That means that body can eat food also. Hallelujah. So that's the kind of body that we are going to have. And from what I see, we are probably the very last generation before Jesus comes. We are probably the last generation before Jesus comes. That means he's going to come one of these days. He is going to come. Paka is going to come. And, we, and you will hear the trumpet. You will hear the shout of an archangel. He will come in the clouds with the spirits of all those born again people. And they, then their bodies will be raised up. And then their bodies will join with their spirits in the clouds. And we, our bodies will be changed. And we will also be caught up with them in the clouds. And Bible says, and so shall we be, we be with him forever. Amen. That means from that time onwards, body, spirit, soul, all together with Jesus. Amen. We have a heavenly bodies, body like the angels. Hallelujah, it's going to be great. Amen. It's going to be amazing. It's called resurrection from the dead. This is our future. I'm not talking about something that is just a made up story. This is from the word of God. And Paka, this is going to happen for us. We believe or not, this is going to happen. This is the will of God for us. Praise God. Sir. This is the will of God for us. So we have to expect this. See, when Paul and Peter, they lived, they lived as if it will happen tomorrow. 2000 years ago, they lived like that. They lived every day expecting the shout of the trumpet. Expecting the, the, the voice of the archangel. Expecting Jesus to come in the cloud with the, with, with the uh, spirits of all those born again people. They live like that. Expecting to see the dead bodies of believers who were persecuted to be raised up. They live like that. So how much more should we live 2000 years later? Seeing all the prophecies in the Bible fulfilled. Everything fulfilled one after the other. Talked about the nation of Israel being formed. Everything. Everything is being formed. Everything, all the, all the prophecies were fulfilled. And right now we are in the last of the last ages. Jesus can come anytime. So this is going to happen. That's why we are learning about this. This is our future for every believer. Are you understanding this? It's going to happen. And once this happens... Then the Antichrist will be revealed. After this happens, only then the Antichrist will be revealed. So if anybody sends you a message saying, look at this, the, uh, the Antichrist is coming, they're, going to, they're doing this in America, they're doing this, don't worry about it. None of those things are going to happen. As long as the church is here on the earth, the Antichrist cannot be revealed. So as believers, we don't have to worry about it. We don't have to be afraid about it. There are many wrong teachings out there. 
because the Antichrist will only come and be established after the church is gone, after the believers are taken away. Right now, the church is preventing him from being revealed. It's the same thing. The righteous will be delivered before destruction. Noah's case, the flood. Before the flood came, God separated the righteous. They were above the flood. They were not under the flood. So before the Antichrist comes, we will be above the Antichrist. We will be with him. And there will be seven years of tribulation where the Antichrist will rule. After the seven years, Jesus is going to come down and establish his kingdom. And then Bible says we will rule with him in our special bodies on the earth for a thousand years. We will rule with Jesus on the earth for a thousand years in our special bodies and then there will be regular people on the earth with bodies like this, normal bodies. And depending on what we did as lived as a believer here right now, our rewards will be there and we will rule with him with different positions. That's our future. That's our future. So why are we learning this? Remember I told you, these foundational doctrines are the life cycle of a believer. The first step of a sinner is repentance. Then he has faith towards God. Then he is baptized into the body of Christ. He receives water baptism, the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Then he is taught the word of God. As he is taught, he grows. And then as he grows, positions of authority are given to him. Hands are laid on him and given him positions of authority. And then finally, one day, we will have to leave this body. If Jesus doesn't come soon. And then our bodies will be raised up and finally comes judgment, eternal judgment. So this is the life cycle of a believer. So we saw in Philippians 3 last time, Philippians 3 verse 10, Paul is saying that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. You may know him and the power of his resurrection. So one thing that for us is to know Jesus and the power of his resurrection. So when you understand the power of his resurrection, or why should you understand it? Because that power is now given to us. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 19 says, and the let's read that. I want you to see it. I can quote it. What is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe? Let's read it. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 19 onwards. What is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe? Look at that. What is the exceeding greatness of his power towards whom? Towards us. Us means who? Believe. Who believe. Believers. It is saying exceeding great power. Exceeding. It's not just exceeding power. Not just great power. Exceeding great power. And what power is it? It says the power which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead is now towards us who believe. It's available for the believers. That's why Paul said, 
I want to know the power of his resurrection. So this is for us. That's why we encourage all of you to pray this prayer. Ephesians chapter 1. We pray this prayer from verse 15 onwards. It's a prayer. The more you pray it, the more you will be, you will be aware of the power that is available to you. We are supposed to walk and live every day of our life right now as a believer in the resurrection power. Resurrection power. You need to know it and live in that resurrection power. So what like we, we understood last week, what is it, where is it that you see lack or death in your life? Release the resurrection power of Christ there. Release it there. Speak life to those situations. Speak life in those finances. Speak life in those job situations. Speak life. Declare, I, 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 I believe in the resurrection power of Christ. It is available for me. The same power that raised Christ from the dead is now available for me because I believe. And I release that power into everything that concerns me. I release it into my finances. I release resurrection power into my body, into my health. I release resurrection power into my business, into my children. I release it into my marriage. You need to know this. You need to know this. Yes, one day there is resurrection of the dead for us. But every single day before you die, before you leave your body, we are supposed to understand and live with resurrection power. You need that resurrection power. Because what are you doing when you are preaching the gospel to someone? That person is spiritually dead. An unbeliever. His spirit is dead, separated from God. When you preach the gospel to him, when the power of God is manifested, the same power that raised Christ from the dead is now raising that person, that spiritually dead person, to life in Christ. You need resurrection power. Jesus said in Acts 1.8, He said, And you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and then you shall become witnesses unto me. Yes or no? When will you be a witness? When power comes. When you are baptized in the Holy Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in tongues. The more you spend time speaking in tongues, what is happening? That resurrection power is coming upon you. You are, you are charging yourself, you are building yourself up with that charge. You are edifying yourself up in resurrection power, in the life of God. So when you find any problem, just go release that power there. Or the devil tries to mess with your finances, declare the resurrection power there. Declare it upon them. I'll give you a testimony. Just as we were coming this, uh, back from Nagaland, I mean, we went there to Nagaland, we preached the gospel, people got born again, people got filled in the Holy Spirit. I mean, it was, we had a good time. We ministered to the family, people in the family got restored. We enjoyed it. So, we, um, let me just check, sorry about that. Okay. Yep. So, we had a good time. We were so busy, we had transportation problem, all those things were there, but God took care of us. And then the last two days when we decided we will go for shopping, we went there to the market, our money and purse got stolen. With all the money that we kept, the wallet, the ID card, everything got stolen. It was like a big amount got stolen from us. 
we were we felt like being depressed but we just decided ha 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 the devil you're a liar you cannot mess with our peace our joy we declare the resurrection power we started rejoicing and the next day well we couldn't do much shopping because but we got blessed with things we came back when we came back here then suddenly we came to know the car had issues the whole engine bay everything crashed down then it's a big amount I had to give it for servicing what happened finances what we thought we had planned for the rest of the month everything tamar it went down like ooh but ha 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 we declared resurrection power that need was met and then suddenly the school fees everything so many things came up sudden uh, expenses then house plumbing got damaged we had to repair a lot of things in, in in the house thousands of rupees are just going there just to repair old plumbing what happened ha 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 we declare no we walk in resurrection power we will not lack anything in jesus name i can boldly declare every need is met until now we don't lack anything we don't lack anything god supernaturally provided for everything when it looked like everything is crashing down everything i mean it was for a moment we were tempted to worry we were tempted to think oh what will happen we decided no no it looks like it is dying but no we speak life we declare life and life more abundantly jesus came so we can have life the devil is trying to steal kill and destroy we say no in jesus name we will have more sevenfold restoration we speak life we speak life so we are not lacking anything every need was met god supernaturally interfered every need need was met why because we speak life we are walking in that resurrection life resurrection power that's what we are supposed to do why because one day the same resurrection power is going to raise up our body also from the dead because it's the same power that raised jesus from the dead our body is also going to be raised up into an angelic body supernatural body and we will be with jesus forever are you understanding this that is resurrection from the dead for us we don't live we are not supposed to live one single day in defeat we are not supposed to live one single day in depression depression means going down any time you see you hear the word depression means something is gone down your thoughts went down <coughs> what are we supposed to do repent repent means what go back to the highest form of thinking what is the highest form of thinking where christ sits resurrection power are you understanding let's go to um colossians chapter 3 verse 1 we'll read from verse 1 to 3 and we'll read verse 4 also if you then be risen with christ look at that seek those things which are above where christ sits on the right hand of god in our spirits we are already raised from the dead our spirits were dead but now we are spiritually alive yes or no and our spirit is now seated with Christ on the right hand of God that's our spiritual position that's where our spirit is jesus is raised from the dead he's ascended to heaven he's seated at the right hand of god far above ephesians 1:20 21 says 
far above all principality, power, might, dominion, and every name that is named. Not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. That is where Jesus is seated. And Ephesians 2, <coughs> 6 and 7 says, we are seated with him. He raised us up together, made us sit together with him. Isn't that? Can you read that from uh, uh, the Tamil Bible, brother? Ephesians chapter 2. Keep your finger there. We'll come back to Colossians. Verse 6 and 7. That means we are raised up. That's resurrection. Continue. Continue. With Him, Unnathangalil, in heaven. That is where we are seated now. We are raised up. There is resurrection. We are raised up and sitting with Him. Now come back to Colossians. Read verse 1 onwards. Colossians 3. Look at that. You are seated with Him. On the, Christ is seated on the right hand. We are seated with Him. So our thoughts should be there. Our thoughts should be there. Let's read the next verse. Ah. It says, English says, set your affections. That means our deepest desires, everything should be set there. That is the highest form of thinking. That is repentance. Repentance is not uh, crying and bawling. No. It means change your thinking to the highest form of thinking. Return to the highest way of thinking. Depression means what? You are low. Anytime depression means low. You are thinking about things on the earth. What that person did. What this person did. What the neighbor did. What my mother did. What my father did. What are you thinking about? Depression. It makes you go low. It makes you useless. It makes you just a waste of time and money. Depression. You are affecting other people's joy now. Are you understanding? When your minds are set on things on the earth, on what happened on the earth, you are going down. But we should understand that resurrection power is working in us. We have already been raised with Christ. We are made to sit with Him in the right hand of God. So our thoughts should be set there. Man, I am walking in resurrection power. So what if the devil tried to steal with me? I release the resurrection power there. I declare restoration. I declare life. No death in my finances. I declare life. I speak life. No death in my body, in my health. When I am satisfied, I will leave my body and go. When I finish my course, I will leave my body. When I choose, nothing else will, will cause issues. Sickness is a, like a beginning of death. It's like death trying to come on you. So what are you supposed to do? Release resurrection power. Release resurrection power to those, to those organs. So I speak life. I speak life. I speak resurrection. My body, my organs will function normally. What the doctor said is a report of death. 
any doctor's report saying you have this problem, that problem is actually a report of the manifestation of death. Are you understanding this? Any sickness is, a, is death trying to creep upon your body. You have this problem, you have that problem. See, you are not blaming the doctors. They are telling you what they see based on intelligent, in, intellectual report, analysis and study. So, based on that, you are having this. But actually, what is it? It is death trying to bring, come upon your body to put you down. But really, you have resurrection power with you in your spirit. How do you release the things that are there in your spirit outwards? By your words. You speak. I declare resurrection power. I am raised with Christ. I am seated in His right hand. I have resurrection power available for me. The same power that raised Christ from the dead. So I speak that power. I speak resurrection. I speak life. You seeing that? So resurrection from the dead is not something that you, is that you expect in the future. It is actually something that you live every day. You realize that your spirit is already raised from the dead. Your body will be raised one time when Jesus comes in the cloud. But is that the only time you have hope? No. What are you going to do till then? Every day, know that your spirit is already raised up from the dead. Your spirit is made alive and made to sit with Christ in the right hand. So what, do you, what is available for you? The same power that raised Christ from the dead. Your spirit is alive because of resurrection power. Yes or no? Your, your spirit is alive. You are born again because of resurrection power. And where is that power? It did not leave you and go. It stayed with you. It is available for you. But how do you take it? First, by knowing it is for you and then by speaking. Believe that it is there for you and you speak and you will have what you say. Mark 11.23. Let's read that. Jesus said, Surely I say to you, that whosoever shall say to this mountain, Be removed, be cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but believe that those things which he said will come to pass, he will have whatever he says. So what are you supposed to do? Believe that you have resurrection power. Believe that when you speak, it is going to happen. And you speak. It is going to happen. You walk in resurrection power every day. We walk in victory. Especially this year. <coughs> we received the word from the Lord saying that this year is going to be a year of victory for Amen. us. Amen. That means this year we will walk in resurrection power. Amen. The victory is because of resurrection. So I would encourage you, speak resurrection power upon everything. Speak and release that power that raised Christ from the dead upon everything in your life. Declare it upon your marriage. Declare it upon your children. Declare it upon your, your business, your finances. Declare it upon everything. Resurrection power. Life and life more abundantly. The same life of God. I have. I believe it. Therefore, I speak it. I will have what I say. Amen. Are you understanding this? So, resurrection from the dead is not simply, we are not just simply focusing only on the resurrection of the body. First, you need to understand our spirit is also raised from the dead already. Amen. 
And that same power that raised Christ from the dead, the same power that raised our spirit and made us sit with Jesus is now available for us. Every day, every second, every hour. And we are supposed to release that resurrection power. Aren't you release it upon your grandchildren? You have authority. They, are, they came from your womb. You speak it upon them. Speak it upon your children. Speak it upon the works of your hand. What work you are doing. You are releasing resurrection power. You are releasing the life of God. Upon the construction of the house. Speak it. Nothing can, be, can die in this construction. I release the resurrection power upon the construction of my house. Nothing can stop it. Can anything stop the life of God? Nothing. Your words can stop. Your words can stop. But you constantly keep speaking life. Go to the plot set. I release the life of God. No death here. No death or stopping in the construction. I speak it. My property, I have authority. I speak and it will happen. You will suddenly see things happening. And speak upon the neighbors. I declare life upon my neighbors. I declare life upon the relationship between my neighbors. I release resurrection power there. Man, when the life of God is released through your words, those neighbors cannot torment you anymore. All those demons that hate you through them, <coughs> will now have to back off. Bible says, our flesh and blood is not our enemy. Ephesians 6. Let's read that. Verse 12. Ephesians 6 verse 12 says, We wrestle not or fight not against flesh and blood. So actual people, they are not your enemy. They are not your problem. But it says, But against principalities, powers, against rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness. Spiritual wickedness. It, they are demonic forces who are using those people, your neighbors, to irritate you. Why? Because you are a believer. So what do you do? How do you deal with your enemy, who is not the actual person, those demonic forces? You don't have to shout at them. You just slowly declare, I declare life. Every power of the enemy working against me through my neighbor, <coughs> I cancel it in Jesus' name. I release the resurrection power between the relation me and my the relationship between me and my neighbor. Life. I speak life. Suddenly the neighbors will start liking you. Neighbors will start helping you. Why? Because you spoke life. You released life. They will stop irritating you. Those demons cannot come and affect anymore. Are you understanding this? This is resurrection power. It is for us every day. It is available all the time. Just that sometimes we just choose our flesh. The flesh is very powerful. Flesh is very powerful. It can just get you irritated, make us lose peace. For, I, I must confess mathematics. I got irritated. I shouted at her. Later I realized, man, that is not cool. I said, Lord, I'm sorry. Because sometimes our flesh, that's the nature. It just tries to come out. Whoa, it just tries to come. But we depend on the peace of God, the resurrection power of God. 
I let Lord, I declare life upon my daughter, upon her wisdom, upon her understanding. So that's how we are supposed to speak. Every day, walk in resurrection power. Our bodies will be raised up, but our spirits are already raised up. The spirit is a real person. Our spirit is a real person. Our bodies, it's going to happen in the future. But what are you going to do till then? Are you going to just waste away your life? Where ah, One day I'm born again. One day Jesus will come. My body will be raised up. Ah, that's it. No, you can't live like that. First of all, understand. Our spirits are already resurrected. Seated with Christ. And that same power, resurrection power is available for us today. So we release it. We use it. We speak it on everything. You're understanding this. It's very important. As believers, our children are precious. They're the next generation. They need to grow up seeing their parents walk and live that resurrection power. What we know, we impart to them. They see us every day. They see us every day. Sometimes they become our carbon copies. <coughs> Some things that my children do, I look at it, oh, I see myself. <laughs> I see myself like, ah... I know that. I used to be like that. Why? That's the flesh nature. So now I'm all the more prompted to change my flesh nature, bring it in subject to the word of God. Paul said, I beat my body under and bring it unto subjection. So we have to deal with our bodies also. Till the resurrection from the, of our bodies, we have to deal with this body. Till Jesus come, if you are you have to deal with this body. You have to put the flesh under. Our spirit has to dominate by speaking the right words. We release resurrection power. We cannot let sickness dominate. We cannot let our old previous failures dominate us. No, we speak resurrection. So what if I messed up before? Today I have resurrection power. So what if I failed before? Today I have resurrection power. I release resurrection power. I declare resurrection power. Upon everything in my life. I'm understanding this. I before I mean it's all it's time for us to close, but I want you to receive this today. I believe you understood this. Amen. Resurrection from the dead is not just about the bodies. Yes, it's gonna happen. Amen. But today your spirit is already raised from the dead. You have to walk in that resurrection power every day. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's pray.